Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. We are on the precipice of a new year, Michael. 2022. Feeling great, ready to go, New Year time. Yeah, I've had enough of 2021, uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> I have I cry, no mas. I am done with 2021. Let's get on to 2022. And this Absolutely. is the last podcast of Season 2 of Christ, Culture, and Cinema. Season 2. Season 2. We've been after it. It's been fun. Done a lot of movies. Been fun. I really enjoy getting into these movies, no question. Well, and let me tell you, this movie that we're doing today uh, was released on July 6th, 1994. Little film called Forrest Gump. Little. Little film. Little film. Little uh, little film. Big actor. Uh, Big time. Put him on the map. Well, you know, he rolled from uh, Academy Award in Philadelphia to Academy Award in Forrest Gump. Worked out pretty well. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Man, back to back. That doesn't happen too often. Uh, Let's talk about the movie. It cost a lovely sum of money of $55 million. A lot of cash. A lot of cash. Yeah. Uh, A lot of special effects. Yeah, however, however, $678.2 million. A lot of money worldwide. Now, I have to admit, uh, sometimes movies uh, are special because of who you saw the movie with. And I bet you right now the folks that Amy and I went and saw this movie with don't even remember the fact that we went to the movies that night to see it. It's my old college roommate, my my, uh, friend Scott Sadlow and his wife Angela. Uh, we were in Westchester County, New York at the time. Uh, we got together with them for dinner and a movie, and we saw Forrest Gump that night with them. Now, why do you assume they don't remember? You know, might have been memorable. I don't. I just, I tend to remember <laughs> minutia for whatever reason. This uh, is one of those movies I distinctly remember going to the theater with the Sadlows to see Forrest Gump. And... Let's face it, this this movie, you're set up to win when your director is Robert Zemeckis. He's big time, coming off of uh, Back to the Futures, I'm sure in 94. He's probably after 1, 2, and 3. Probably mm-hmm. all three were out. You bet. Romance in the Stone. This yeah. is before the greatest Christmas movie, Polar Express. Uh, Polar Express. Love Polar Express. You like that movie? Love that movie. I, I, I'm on the train, baby. That? I'm riding it. That movie's creepy. I saw it in 3D in the theater the one time with the glasses. So good. Oh, that's just creepy. Oh, my goodness. I'm not a... I am absolutely not a Polar Express Express guy. I'm all in. Tom Hanks, all his roles. It's beautiful. You're going to have to spend the next 300 days or so convincing me to do Polar Express. (laughs) I am grateful we are beyond the Christmas movies now, having said that. I like it. But yeah, Robert Zemeckis is just big time and knows how to do a movie. So I don't know if you looked into the author, uh, Winston Groom. Mm -hmm. I have the book, never read it. Mm -hmm. I was always curious how it was different. That seems to be a habit with you. You have books, you don't read them. 
I, I saw the movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, this is Christ so culture and cinema, not cinema. Christ right. culture and books. Thank goodness. No book clubs. I'm not, <laughs> not going there. But um, he had a book in 86, A Summer Dies. Mm -hmm. He did the Forrest Gump in 94. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what was it? Uh, something in, in 2011. It was, it was uh, Grant and Lee. It was a biography. Mm -hmm. Not a big writer. Yeah. And he wrote Forrest Gump. This worked out pretty good. Not a bad turn of yeah. story. I like it. For sure. I like it a lot. So, And we have the advantage here sitting in Jacksonville, Florida. Two hours north of us is where uh, Savannah. It was all filmed. Yeah. So park benches there up in the uh, museum. Yeah. Big stuff. Shout out to our friend Jeff Webb and his dear wife up there. Uh, up in Savannah. Kathleen living mm -hmm. and serving in Savannah. You know, God, oh, more molasses. Yeah, it's that, molasses. Remember that from the office? They, it's Savannah. We are in one of the few places you got to go north to hear the southern accent. Yeah, yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. We do have it in Jacksonville. Not but much. It, Not yeah, much, you know, further yeah. north you go, the deeper south it gets. <laughs> so let's take a look at the cast in this movie. Great cast. You know, so we've already referenced Tom Hanks plays the lead, Forrest Gump, and... You know, I thought we had not done a Tom Hanks movie. We had joked about it. Mm -hmm. Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, no. We've Christ Calls from Cinema. We yeah, did it. I don't know why sure I did. thought we didn't do a Tom Hanks. So we were all no, over No, no, no. We haven't done a real travel movie with him because True. you don't want to travel with Tom Hanks because <laughs> you end up in places like Castaway, Apollo hey. 13, Airport. But uh, he, he saves you with Sully. Come on now. Sully saved the day. This is true. This is absolutely true. And now that true. he's gone, uh, Mr. Rogers, he's yeah. pretty safe to be with. Come on. Well, maybe. But he went World War II with uh, Greyhound, that uh, Apple Plus release. Haven't seen it? Haven't seen that yet. I haven't I had haven't a chance to. I heard it's excellent, though. Uh, and, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about is his uh, production uh, from Earth to the Moon. That was one of these HBO miniseries kind of... Playing uh, on his Apollo 13 character, I'm it sure. It was yeah. really unbelievably done. Huh. Uh, so he's incredibly talented uh, actor, but also director, producer, fill in all the blanks. Now, playing uh, Jenny Curran, his Forrest's friend, love interest, is Robin Wright. We've had Robin before. We definitely had uh, Robin. Ah, uh, the prince. As you wish. As oh, you yeah. wish. Uh, princess Buttercup in The Princess Bride. Yeah. Uh, she was good. But, you know, she was also in the movie Moneyball. Mm -hmm. uh, excellent baseball movie, Moneyball. Uh, she's been in the latest Wonder Woman. Uh, ah, she, she's I didn't not, have that down. No, she's not Wonder Woman, but she plays one of the uh, Amazons mm -hmm. uh, in the movie. I had it for toys because, of course, I love Robin Williams, but... I loved House of Cards. It's mm -hmm. again another one of those Netflix uh, six seasons. She plays the president. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Yep. Uh, works her way up from first lady. Uh, but uh, it's kind of neat because now I saw she hosted this whole talk with first ladies, like six of them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Robin uh, Robin Wright has done very well. Yeah, she's done very well for Used herself. Used to be Robin Penn Wright, I believe. Sean yeah. Penn's wife. At one yeah. Point. Whoops, that didn't work didn't out. Didn't work out. Why, why would you marry Sean Penn? That would be yeah. a kind of a question that's another podcast why would you <laughs> why marry would you fill in the blank should we right? start analyzing marriages uh, celebrity marriages that could be another fun podcast i get sure into. could be <laughs> let's take a look at the next actor lieutenant dan taylor lieutenant diane lieutenant ice cream yeah played by the incomparable gary sinise 
Uh, you know, again, here's a guy. He's been with uh, Tom Hanks before in Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, great role in Of Mice and Men. That was his big one. That kind of set him out. Yeah. yeah. Here's a little nichey thing he did, which I think is hilarious. And as soon as I read it, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. In the movie Captain America, The Winter Soldier. When Captain America goes to the Smithsonian and they have the Captain America display, the narrator, uh, the voice doing the narration. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. There you go. I I loved his character in Ransom. Oh, We just did Mel Gibson, and uh, that was a good one. Uh, He's good in the Green Mile. Yes, he is. Yeah, and then it it dawned on me he wasn't. Did you ever watch the Netflix series The 13 Reasons Why? No. I had to because all of a sudden we had a bunch of our junior high students watching it. Oh, sure. I had to get into that. You yeah. know, it's very, very deep, very dark. Yeah. I totally forgot he was in that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. he uh, And let's not still forget it. CSI New York. Definitely. He's he's good. It's uh, plays that. He just plays a great uh, kind of edgy character. Really does. Uh, playing Mrs. Gump, Forrest's mama is Sally Field. This is where you know we're at the end of season two because everybody comes up. Oh yeah, we've covered them. Yes, we well, have. Smokey and the Bandit. We had Sally Field already, and no. this year. I mean, this was in uh, season, season two. two. We oh, sure yeah. did. Uh, Steel Magnolias. Uh, we yep. uh, Lincoln. She was in Lincoln, but I'll always remember and kind of have my mental framing of Sally Field as the Flying Nun. Uh, I was wondering if you're going Gidget or the Flying Nun. No, uh, Flying Nun. Uh, absolutely Flying yeah. Nun. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, it's she true. She's very good in that. She but excellent in that. for you, amazing Spider-Man one and two. That's right. That's where all of a sudden you realize how old she is. That yeah. she's the one playing. You know, the the older woman. <laughs> well, she can't be the aunt. I mean, that's yeah. not allowed. She's the flying nun. She was the young one in Seal Magnolias. Now yeah. she's the old one. That's now where we've gone. The, We're all getting old. Yeah. Now uh, playing Benjamin <clears throat> Buford Blue, also known as Bubba, is McKelty Williamson. Now. Yeah. We, we find him in movies like The Purge, Electioneer, Con Air, Free Willy, Ollie, Fences. Wildcats. Wildcats. Quarterback. He is the quarterback. Wildcats. Good one. And you always think of, you know, that's kind of Goldie Hawn's breakout, but that's all of a sudden you have Woody Harrelson, you have Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. You don't think of him. No. Well. Uh, why? Partly partly because. <laughs> IMDb doesn't recognize uh, him. <laughs> McKelty Williamson is, he's away. Uh, he's, uh, he's away. Uh, which is such a, a nice way of saying uh, he went to jail. He's, he's off the grid. He's off the, well, he's. He's he's he is he is thoroughly integrated with the grid behind <laughs> bars. So uh, oh boy, take that for what it's worth. Uh, who else did you have in this movie? I mean, I, there's so many I, other like bit characters, right. side characters. I thought it was interesting. The young man that plays young Forrest at the beginning with gets the uh, the leg braces and yeah. that weird. Which by the way, Tom Hanks did not want to put a southern accent on Forrest mm-hmm. when he first saw it, and they said, "Listen, that's what it's about. You need a southern accent." He spent time with Michael Connor Humphreys and picked up his dialect and his language to try to keep it the same. You yeah, know, that was yeah. Young Forrest. But the young man did, you know, this was 1994, Pathfinders, 2011. That's mm. a big stretch, you know, mm-hmm. 17 years. And then just this year, 2021, Night's End. So 
nothing as a child actor didn't benefit from no. the Forrest Gump, but has tried a few things since then. So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Uh, the doctor, yeah. uh, Harold uh, Herthen, we, we've seen him in JFK, Cobb, Tin Cup, mm-hmm. you know, died in 98, not yeah. real long, but kind right. of a big guy. Um, Sam Anderson was interesting one. We've seen him. He's been principal in other TV shows. He mm-hmm. had 173 acting credits. Whoa. A lot of credits, but he's been in Airplane 2, La Bamba, Critters 2, a couple, couple movies, a couple sequels, but mostly TV. Yeah. Uh, you'll recognize him. Right. And then uh, Siobhan Fallon Hogan, the bus driver. You and I talked a little bit about oh. her, the redhead. Where does she show up? Men in Black? She is the farmer's wife. When she he comes is. in, give me sugar water. I want sugar water. And she's got this kind of terrified look, and then he pulls his skin back. Does that look better? And then yeah. she passes out. She passes great out. Scene. Great scene she's, with her. She's in Fool's Rush In, Fever Pitch, Striptease, Jury Duty, and The Paper. Oh. So she's been oh. in a lot of, lot of movies. Very yeah. well done. And uh, kind of get to get to know her. But you know what? This movie is really about two people. It really is. You know, all these other characters are side characters that are ultimately interacting with mm. two people, that being Forrest Gump and Jenny. Now, before we get into the story, uh, a couple notes I had about this. Yeah. Tom Hanks took a percentage of the take instead of a salary. A pretty smart move. $40 million. Yeah. Not so bad. first off, pretty smart. Yep. Yeah. Pretty smart. He bet it himself. Three people they had that turned down this role, turned it down, turned or down, offered it, turned down the role of Forrest for Tom Hanks. Now you'd think Tom Hanks had to be; it was written for him, right? I mean, we know him as Forrest. Sure, Bill Murray, who would now be the seventh time <laughs> CCC. Not that we liked Bill Murray yeah. or anything on Christ Culture yeah. and Cinema. John Travolta, really, and Chevy Chase. I can't picture any of them as Forrest Gump. Sorry. Just totally different movie, totally I, weird. I could see John Travolta, possibly. Yeah. He you know, does have that southern accent and uh, that that the political one. Um, oh, yes. uh, yeah, the one about Bill Clinton. Yeah, well, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly. Well, we don't get in trouble. We You'll be on the Clinton list. It's true. It's a list you don't want to be on, people. No. Uh, no um, he was in that one movie, what was it called, Miracle or something yeah. like that, where he has the brain tumor, mm-hmm. what it is. And he plays a very different he, kind he of it. role. He, but, but let's face it, it's, it's Tom Hanks. Now, I'll throw another one at you. We talked about Forrest. Yeah. Winston Groom had envisioned another character as his Forrest Gump. So he's writing the book. Right. John Goodman. Really? Now, I don't know what the writer was writing that he wrote it. He's envisioning John Goodman. John Goodman's kind of a bigger guy. Wow. You know, I always Forrest is this. Well, John Goodman's not tall, a bigger guy anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's true. He's old. He's lost two people in weight. Uh, That's true. That's well, true. he got really healthy. But no, no. But it's I, interesting how they can. You know, I mean, we only know it as we've seen it now. To of picture course. those guys, you're like, what? It would be a drastically different movie. Oh, possibly. I'm I'm still kind of thinking about. Chevy Chase as far as I mean all of a sudden it's like a it's a comedy I I don't know what it is anymore it would be weird and same with Bill Murray for that matter I mean when Bill (laughs) Murray has done some of these other types of movies which are out of the lane of the direct comedy it always somehow works its way back to comedy yeah I'm thinking like the life aquatic is a movie where he plays a very different character but ultimately, it still gets back to comedy with him. With Tom Hanks, 
it really isn't a comedy. It's I mean, there are things where you laugh uneasily. True. You know, there, there's some there's some things, but let's face it. You said it. Tom Hanks is the narrator of this story. Yes, he is. And, and this is really the point of it. And and just for our listeners, I am drinking a Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. in honor of Forrest Gump. Because if we in, have to take a potty break, let me know. In that one scene when he's meeting John <laughs> F. Kennedy as a he's, member of the University of Alabama National yeah, Championship had football Dr. team. Peppers. Had a few too many of the Dr. Peppers. Yeah. But it's <clears throat> Forrest is telling the story. And it's the story of his life as he is sitting on this park on this uh, park bench bus stop bench in Savannah. Uh, but is it his story becomes the question. He he obviously is a child that has some special needs educationally, uh, emotionally, developmentally, and, and we see him grow up. But with each scene, things always seem to fall forest's way right you know a young man comes to visit the ha- uh is passing through their uh town and stays at you know their house because mama is using the house as kind of an inn to make money lo and behold that young man is <laughs> elvis presley elvis. uh you know forest after he, getting through some his uh physical developmental issues with his legs Becomes an incredible runner in speed. Runs across a football field, gets a scholarship, plays for University of Alabama. Bam, there you have it. National Heisman. championship and meets the president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, again, Forrest. The, the Honest Trailers did a joke uh, a bit with it where uh, they put the number of times Forrest answered anybody with, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. You, you want to start a trim business? Okay. You want to do... Okay. Yeah. And they're like, here's a man who became a famous millionaire by just agreeing with everybody around him. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he goes to, you know, he gets he gets uh, uh, drawn up into the Vietnam War, saves everybody, okay. you know, uh, he's okay, he tries to save them all, uh, makes friends with Bubba, Bubba dies. Uh, holds, but, holds to his agreement. But he holds to his agreement, they're going to go into shrimping. And, you know, a big storm comes, all the shrimp boats are destroyed except for... <laughs> Jenny. Except for the Jenny, the Bubba, the Bubba boat. And Lieutenant Dan comes along, helps him. Hey, let's invest in this uh, in this, this stock. Apple. Yeah. What's this Apple thing? Yeah, in this fruit, fruit stock. Company. This fruit company. <laughs> oh, it happens to be Apple computers. Uh, but you know, we, we get all these lovely circumstances. That's right. He gets yeah. these lovely circumstances. But is it the real story? And I would contend that when you watch Forrest Gump, it's not the real story. The real story of Forrest Gump is the story Forrest is telling you about the love of his life. Coming in and out of his life. Yeah. and Over and over. And she's a mess. Jenny is yeah. a genuine, authentic, broken human being. And I think this is what resonates with me when I watch the movie Forrest Gump. Because he meets Jenny. She's the next door neighbor. She's a sweet little girl. She's kind to him. Forrest, people are not kind to. He's no. different. And we see it as, over and over. as people with a school in a Christian environment where we harp on the kids to be kind to one another. We know that when there isn't that continual parental adult supervision, kids will be mean. By nature. They'll be little we jer- all are. They'll be little jerks. Absolutely. It happens. It, that, it really goes to show, would Forrest Gump be made nowadays? I mean, within the first five, ten minutes of the of the movie, you've got reference to the Ku Klux Klan. 
Right. You got basically his mom prostituting himself so he can go to a school. Right. You got Jenny's dad, pedophile. Right. I mean, you start going through, and it was, again, that honest trailer. It's like, what are we really watching here? And yeah. how are they How are they minimalizing sure. these most serious things? Yeah. That would not get away so, with that. So Jenny, Jenny is in his life. Jenny goes out of his life, goes off to mm. college. Jenny gets into the wild party scene in college. Drugs. Forrest goes over to, you know, Forrest goes to Vietnam. Forrest is writing her letters. She's not getting them. She's not getting them. She's not getting them. But Forrest continues to basically let his light shine on her. She, on the other hand, gets caught up in the drug scene. Uh, there's a scene where she almost commits suicide. You mm -hmm. know, uh, mm -hmm. I would call that accidental suicide is really what that was. I mean, it isn't like she was out to kill herself, but Charleston. there she is high on drugs, standing on the rail of a, of a tall building, could fall and die. We saw that at the beginning of Lethal Weapon. Wait yeah. a second. Yeah, here we are uh -oh. again. It so, is a Christmas movie. Uh, Lethal Weapon anyway. is. There you go. <laughs> now, having said all that, I think the real compelling story here is Forrest's life is satelliting the primary story, which is Jenny. Yeah. She's the primary story. And, you know, sometimes we have to take a look at things from a different perspective. For example, you know, if you, if you were to go to the book of Genesis and we look at the story of Joseph. Oh, wow. You know, such a good story. It's such a great story story of of one of god's you know patriarchs so to yeah. speak really is and and really the story is being told through these things that are happening around him that's incredible you know and and that's kind of like jenny all this stuff that's going on in forest life is happening around her but she's the main story so we think about joseph for a moment and you know joseph has angry brothers well you, you back up from Joseph, yeah. and you just look at how Jacob, you know, wanted Joseph's mother mm -hmm. and kind of got tricked into working seven years, got the older sister. Yeah. Finally got Rebecca. Yeah. They couldn't have a child with Rebecca. They start in where he's had, what, four kids mm -hmm. with the older sister. They start using the maidservants. Joseph was the 11th. I think Joseph and Benjamin were 11th and 12th. Mm -hmm. So right from the start, you see the problems. You see yeah. why the brothers didn't like him. You see where dad gave him the nice coat because finally, finally I got to have a son and heir with the woman I actually wanted and worked hard 14 years just to be able to marry. Right. You know, struggled to have a child. It's it's a mess. It's a soap opera right from the start, and we can carry that all the way through those 25 chapters of Genesis. Sure, and now look at Forrest. I mean, Forrest... His whole driving compulsion is to be with his Jenny. His I mean, Jenny. that's what it is. He names a boat after her. He tracks her oh, down. Bundle he, of letters. You know, all these letters. And when they finally do kind of get together, what is Jenny? Jenny Leaves. buys. Well, she buys him that pair of Nike sneakers, right? You know, and right at the beginning of the running craze. And, and she leaves. So what does he do? I think kids call it hit and run, right? Yeah. She, she, pretty. she finally slept with him, and then boom, she was gone. She was gone. And so what does Forrest do? He runs. He runs. And he runs, and he runs. And Which he... is better than self-medicating. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. You know? But again, Jenny is the compulsion. Jenny is what draws him back. And yep. finally, you know, as we get towards the uh, towards the end of the movie, when she finally reaches well, back out to him. It, it really, well, that's the cool part is he's sitting on a, on a, a bench yeah. waiting for a bus. Yeah. Hour and 50 minutes go through his entire life up to that point. Yeah. 
And finally says he's he's here to meet her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's right down the street. I don't need a bus. Yeah. What? How do you end up on that bench in the first place? Oh, yeah, it all so crazy. <laughs> and we find out, uh, by the way, that one night of passion, yeah. there's consequences for our actions. Yes, there this are. This was a good one, though. But, and here is... He just didn't know. Little Forrest. Little Forrest. And he's smart. And he's, quote, and unquote, normal. Whatever that means. He sees dead people. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's another movie. That's Sorry. another movie oh, oh, where wait. he sees that. It's okay. not this not one. Not this one. Not this one. We'll wait for that one. But again, now they're a family. You know, La Familia. Now they're family. A little ode to Coco there. Uh, and Jenny moves back to, oh. you know, with... Je- Jenny goes from, I, you don't have to do anything. I just want you to know, to, yeah. Forrest, will you marry me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That was really good. I like that. That was good. Yeah, another okay moment for Forrest Gump. But again, here's the story. It's Jenny's story. Jenny's story. She's in charge. You know, she comes Aren't home. Aren't the women always? Yeah. I mean, this is just a, a big moment in the movie. And it's seeing it through those lenses. And it, it and by the way, she has AIDS. <clears throat> well, the, you know what's funny is that you can do some checking on that. Nobody really knows what she has. They don't know. We believe. We just believe between the drug use <clears throat> and the... Uh, Free love, San mm-hmm. Francisco. Uh, yeah. Could have been hepatitis. Could have been. Could have a lot, been. lot of different things it could have been. The point of the fact is she is going to die in this movie. That's no spoiler. It's been out since 94. Look, and if, if you haven't seen Forrest Gump, You haven't wake seen up. movies, and uh, you're probably yeah. not even listening to this podcast. So <laughs> You can probably turn on the TV and find it. I, you could probably find it right I watch now it every time, somewhere. Yeah. So the point that I'm trying to get at with this movie is what if the story really is about Jenny's life and life is complicated and life is difficult. We don't live Forrest Gump lives. Do you know anybody who has ever lived a life quite like Forrest Gump? No, no, there isn't. no, no. It's fictional. That's impossible. I mean, it's the in- way they weaved him around four presidents and all the, the miraculous things that happened. It's a very cute story. I mean, even going this ridiculous stuff with the bumper stickers and the t-shirts and the, it's a cute story. Yeah. But since you're the one that told me, say, look at it from a different standpoint, yeah. it's all about Jenny. Wow. Yeah. It changes the movie a little bit. And, and and all that other stuff really doesn't matter. You're looking at how Jenny goes in and out. What a yeah. dysfunctional mess. Yeah. I mean, she's the only one that was nice to him on the bus. Yeah. And we see that. And we yeah. know that. And when we see people being nice to those that are different in society... We, it warms our heart. It does. And, and Jenny, she warms our heart because we realize we know Jenny. And many of us are Jenny at times where life, life is broken and life is challenging. Forrest Gump is a lovely little story. The real story is Jenny because that's the real story, isn't it? It's a tragic story. And she wants care for her son. Yeah, it is a tragic story. The, from, the part that, from the point that Jenny passes away. Yeah. Movie's almost over. Yeah. That's where Tom Hanks does his best acting. Yeah, he sure does. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's funny. Uh, we, one of the videos we were watching, checking this out, talks about how, you know, Forrest Mama dies, he don't cry. Bubba dies, he don't cry. Yeah. I mean, no emotion. Jenny dies. He's, a, he's, he's crying. He's emotional. Because that's where the real love was found. That's the real story. We mourn over the real story. We, we laugh and we roll with the fictitious stories. And, and I think that's kind of the point we see this in scripture what are the ones those stories that really warm your heart well and and 
everybody looks at scripture, God's word, oh, it's all so awesome. It was listening from Genesis 20 or Genesis, uh, yeah, 24 to 49. I got to Genesis 34, the defiling of Dina. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. That's mm-hmm. not any Sunday school things. Yeah. So, so a guy rapes her, wants to marry her, goes to his dad, dad, I want to marry this woman. Uh, I just raped. They, they make this deal yeah. with Jacob. The brothers are like, uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Jacob says, well, okay, but your whole village has to be circumcised. Deal. Three days in from healing from their group circumcision, Joseph and his brothers go in and wipe them all out, kill them all, bring mm-hmm. the sister home. I'm like, what did I just read? Wait a second. This was not in my Sunday school lesson book that growing was, up. That was not we, the Concordia we, Publishing House. Rape, we've age got pillage. We've got, yeah, yeah. 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 What age do you want to introduce that story? I not mean, not in the vacation Bible cow. school kit for 2022. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Get out of the We're going to make that one. You know, but it's but that's life. That's, but that's the, that, and I think that's the point we see in a movie like Forrest Gump. We can have a very over-the-top, fictitious kind of story, but woven into the middle of it is a genuine, Generous authentic, this-is-sitting-in-your-pew-on-Sunday-morning kind of person. And, and you know, again, you switching my outlook on it to look at Jenny, we could look at Forrest. Mm-hmm. We could pick about 12 different stories in the Bible. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of different... Take any moment in his life. When he's a child being picked on, how he grows up, how he handles things in college, how he handles things in the war, how he builds a company. How, I mean, pick it. Yeah. A lot of... But looking at that whole overall arc of how things work out, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. At the end of Genesis, when when Joseph dies... And, and they're trying to bring his body back from Egypt. We're getting ready for the big thing. Why are all these Israelites in Egypt? Oh, hey, let's talk about that. Where are the 12 tribes? You know, it's yeah. amazing to see the way God used... We had younger brothers getting birthrights. We had people switching. We had four mothers of the 12 tribes of Israel. It's yeah. all chaos. Yeah. And God is at the center of it. Yeah, he sure it's is. It's a beautiful story. It's amazing how that all works out. I love it. Well, Forrest Gump is just a a tremendous, you know, kind of cultural, iconic kind of movie. Mm. Uh, We can quote it. We we know the music, the the floating feather, the the whole thing. It's a good one. It really is. Good pick for the last one of the season. It really is. Now, having said that, this is the last episode of the season. So let's first talk about the question of the day. And then we have a couple of little promos for you today on Christ, culture, and cinema. So here's here's a a thought. If, If God were to make a movie of your life, what what scene, what moment? would you want to be played out on the big screen? What is that What is that one moment that you would like God to, you know, kind of focus on, put the camera on, and, and maybe do a little, uh, little extra something-something about that scene? Something that's very real and genuine that would resonate with the masses. Not, not your Forrest Gump moment. What's your Jenny moment that would resonate with the people? And, that's a good one. And I want you to think about that. Now... Let's talk about what's coming up. Now, first, for the next two weeks, 
We're not. We're going to be on a hiatus from new, but we're going to revisit some of the fantastic podcasts that we have done over the past two years. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be starting the best of for two weeks. We'll have two best ofs. Uh, following that, we'll be back on January the twenty-first, and big changes are coming. We've had some oh, help. Oh boy! Oh, we have had some help, and we've got some changes coming. John was working. Christ Culture and Cinema. We hope you enjoy those changes. It kind of fits the vision of what we've always had for our little podcast here. So we hope that uh, you'll appreciate and enjoy those as we're working hard on putting the schedule together for all the new movies on January 21st and moving forward. Now, secondly, coming up at the end of January, a little promo, a little shout out to my alma mater, Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri. Your alma mater as well. It is now. It is now. Go go green and gold. Ugh. Go preachers. I've got a red and blue sweatshirt that says Concordia yeah. Seminary St. Louis. That's pretty funny. No green and gold here. No green and gold for you. No, no Packer color <laughs> no for Packer you, color. huh? Uh, but they have their Faith and Film Festival uh, that will be happening. They have asked me to be in attendance at that event. That makes sense. Big author. So I'll be going there, which leads to the next promo, which is the book, Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How Faith and Films Intersect. Uh, that book is now available, everybody, at Concordia Publishing House. It is also available on Amazon. Hey, big time when you're on Amazon. Big time. First time I Googled my name on Amazon. Is it Prime? My, my book showed up. You can get it Prime. I only buy Prime. There it is. It is Prime. There yeah. we go. There big was, time. And for those of you in the uh, other w- world of reading through Barnes & Noble and the like, Goodreads. It is also available on Goodreads. So is it is it available on audio yet? Who's author? I mean, uh, are they going to have you read it? I don't know. Morgan Freeman? Who we, are we going to get? Come on. We haven't done the John audio. Travolta. Oh, John Travolta could do it. <laughs> With a southern drum. We, we could do it like Forrest Gump. <laughs> we could do that, Jenny. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That would be good. Ready um, for the audio. So we have that all on the queue. So what is going to be on the podcast next week? We're going into the Wayback Machine. We're going to go riding there with Robin Wright from Forrest Gump as we look at the best of series and we kick it off with The Princess Bride. As you wish. Until next time, a happy new year, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.